0: Hey guys, this is Neil with Anytime Soccer Training, and welcome to the channel. A few months ago, I published an ebook entitled Becoming a Rec Coach Superhero, and I did that to help our rec coaches out there who are just starting. I want you to have a successful practice. I want your kids to have a lot of fun. And I want the parents to appreciate what you're doing. And obviously I want you guys to learn some soccer. And so in that book, I shared a few tips that I learned along the way in my years and years of coaching my own sons. But there's so much information out there, right? There's information online. I'm sure your clubs are giving you information. We're giving you information. So I wanted to hop online and uh, provide some more tips and some bite-sized chunks with very specific examples. And there's so much information that that I can provide to you guys, because I've learned a lot over the last 10 years, that what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna break these down into little mini um, videos um, so it's not overwhelming, okay? And this is the first installment. And what we're gonna talk about is how I began every single practice drum roll okay so i start every practice uh, in the rec environment especially with a game of tag okay and i use various various um variations of these games um, to get the kids moving running and and having fun and doing soccer skills and there are a number of reasons why i start every um practice with a game of tag and I'm talking directly to our rec coaches, but even our competitive uh, coaches can use these concepts as well. But but you obviously are trained coaches and you hopefully you know what you're doing. So you, you may or may not find this useful anyways. So the number one reason I start with a game of tag is it's easy for the kids to understand and it gets them moving um, quickly and they have an extreme amount of fun. The next reason I start every um, practice with TAG is because in a rec environment, many kids come late. And this is easy for them uh, when they arrive late to join the proverbial party. So I don't have to stop and explain something complicated or I don't need to pair them up with someone or whatever. When they join, they can jump right into the game. And because the kids find it very fun, they put pressure on their parents to arrive early or on time next time because they want to play tag so that's another reason another reason I use tag is because it's a great warm-up that incorporates all the soccer moves that you would expect on the field so they're changing direction they're looking around they're accelerating they're decelerating all that stuff but it's hidden in a fun game the kids don't even think about Which brings me to the final point, it's fun. So we don't have to make it complicated. Everybody enjoys tag. And that's why we put 101 fun soccer games, including tag games, into the Anytime Soccer Training application. Because even if you're just outside with your kid and you're just running around chasing them with the ball, they're going to have a blast. Okay, so that's why I start every um, session with tag. And this is how I tend to um, do it. So there's one overarching concept that I'm going to introduce now, and in later shows, I'll give more um, details as to how this works through each, um, each area of the training uh, practice. Now, What I'm about to say may sound sacrilegious to some of our coaches, but trust me, from a rec coach perspective, it works. It really, really works. So you just got to trust me on this one. I start every drill in every game, for the most part, without the ball. I know, I know. I start I know there's some skeptics out here, but please give me a chance to explain, so I repeat, I start most drills and most games without the ball. And the reason I do that, especially in a wreck environment is because we're throwing a lot of information at the kids, so I want to separate having to explain how the game works and many of them will have been doing it for the first time with the actual soccer instructions. So the way that looks in tag is the first tag game is just, just tagging each other. So I set up a perimeter with four four cones, um, and the size of the perimeter is based on the number of kids and the age of the kids. So I want them to be able to get a good workout and tag each other, but I don't want, want it to be a marathon either where they can only get one tag because the perimeter is so big. So you have to use your judgment. But the first game is you're just running around and tagging each other and at the end of the game you ask the kids you know how long did it how, how many tags did you get and, and they're going to say all kinds of numbers right some kids are going to say 50, and then when they hear 50 they're going to look around 75 and that's fine because they're just having fun and i use anytime soccer training um, app the anytime soccer training app because it has a built-in timer and instructions already but you can use whatever you want. But I do recommend if you, when you use these games, you, um, you set a timer and it can be 30 to 45 seconds because of on and then 10, 15 second rest because the kids do get tired. OK, so you go out there for 30 to 45 seconds. You can just run around and you can tag each other. right? And who gets the most tags? And I typically do two sets. OK, then the next time they kind of got it and they're ready and then they 10 seconds, they rest for a second and then we do it again then the next one is okay it's the same tag game but you can only tag the players on the back and so this gets the kids heads moving and on a swivel they're looking around they're trying to tag each other they find that just hilarious but you're also introducing some very important soccer concepts which is you know keep your head on a swivel looking around and then the next game um is we go to foxes foxes and hens so i'll take two or three kids and they'll throw pennies on them if i have them if i don't have them they you know it's only two or three kids so they can remember and they are the foxes and they have to tag the hens. and when they tag a hen a hen goes out and the last hen standing wins so you can still use a timer if you want or you don't have to use a timer but the last hen standing wins now there are a lot of variations to that right you can they can, um, when you tag a kid, they can become a fox. Or when you tag a kid, that that head, hen can freeze and then until another hen untags them. And there are a lot of different names for this. Part of the reason of this particular show is to plant this seed with you guys. Because now once you start doing your own research online, you have a direction to say, okay, I want to come up with the greatest tag games in the world. I'm going to use some things I learned online, some things I learned in this group. And also I'm going to do my own thing. And speaking of your own thing, for example, if my hens are really fast and really strong, I may give them instructions that you have to take 10 hops on one foot before you can run and tag people. Or you have to only, you can only tag kids by hopping on both feet, anything like that. And then, of course, I can also be a fox um, so that that gives the kids more time to, to do their thing. Okay, so that's how we start. The tag games without the ball and then we do so many different variations and that should take you about five minutes then every kid gets the ball and we do and we go through the exact same uh, tag games but in this case i'm not having to explain how the tag games work so the first one you all have a ball you're dribbling around trying to tag each other let's see who gets the most tags and my instruction is my instructions are keep the ball close i don't hit them with dribble with every step yet but keep the ball close. You can't kick the ball and um, chase it and then tag somebody and get back on it. And this, have, this obviously has huge benefits to, um, uh, to soccer and, and your soccer training. And then we jump into every kid has the ball, but you can only tag them on the back. And then finally we jump into, you have foxes who don't have balls and all the hens do have balls and the foxes are trying to dispossess the balls, kick the balls out. Last hen standing wins. If the foxes are really fast or your kids are just beginners, you may, you, again, you get, the co- you get the foxes to, um, they have to hop or they have to hop on one leg. There's so many different things you can do. The kids absolutely love it. And, and in this case, you're obviously teaching the foxes to start dispossessing the ball. I even add finishing in it where the fox may has to take the ball but then score. And if they don't score, then the hen can get the ball back and, and continue to play. There's a zillion things you can do with this. So that is my first tip on uh, becoming a rec coach uh, superhero. We're going to drop at least one or two of these every couple of weeks just to help you guys get started. I'm hoping that you enjoy your season. In the next practice, in the next series, what we're going to talk about is what I do after the tag game. So the immediate thing I do is they go get some water and then we start the next, I guess you'd say block of of games slash drills. So, if you haven't checked out the um, um, ebook, Becoming a Rec Coach, a Superhero, I'm gonna put it in the show notes behind, below. Definitely do that. And if you haven't checked out any time soccer training, over 1,000 training videos with also 101 fun soccer games, I'm gonna put the link there below. Definitely check that out. It's free, no credit card or nothing. So definitely, if you, if you use any of these tag games and you happen to get it on film, please post it to the Facebook group. Let us see it. Let us celebrate your kids. Let us see them having fun. Um, and thank you for all that you do. Um, from one rec coach to another, let's get better together.